At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's happening. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, partner in crime, producer number five and eight is here as well. Uh, Jeff, much to discuss from last night's Buffalo New England game, a game that you had from the beginning. You said New England outright. You got it done. Well done. Mazel tov to you. Very interesting fashion to get it done, but yes. got home pretty easily in the end. And because everybody's slurping Bill Belichick this morning, let me be the guy to go the opposite direction. I'll let the hate wash over me. We'll do this here momentarily. Drew Dinsick standing by from the uh, Bet the Edge podcast from NBC Sports. Uh, we will talk to him momentarily, also about his picks moving forward in Week 14. Pete Futak, college football. You and I get to talk college football today as well. And uh, Dan Bespris on the NBA. We'll ask him what he thinks about things a quarter of the way into the NBA season. Let me start with the game last night. 14-10, to 10, uh, in case you were trapped under a heavy object. New England gets it done at Buffalo. New England maintains the number one seed in the AFC. They do it in fascinating fashion. With the inclement weather, with the wind gusts, they go to the running game, and they go to the running game to an extreme that none of us thought they would. Only three forward passes attempted by Mac Jones, two completed for 19 yards. That's it. Two for three for 19 yards. His total QBR on the evening, uh, his total QBR, 4.3 out of 100. It should be noted that was better than Terod Taylor's 2.7 with the Houston Texans on Sunday, so that's something. But the Patriots get it done 14-10 to 10 with a bend-don't-break defense. And let me just go the other way, as I was saying, and, and again, letting the hate wash over me. This falls under the category of, remember the Super Bowl where the Patriots beat the Seahawks? The famous Malcolm Butler intercepts the ball on the one-yard pass from Russell Wilson game, where I will go to my grave maintaining that Bill Belichick got bailed out in the biggest way in that game because he didn't use one of his timeouts. He let the clock bleed, 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 and got bailed out, and he would have been the GOAT, old-school definition of the GOAT, meaning the reason they lost that football game because he left no time for his team to have come back had the Seahawks punched it in. But history smiles on Bill Belichick there. And I'll say last night, everybody's talking about what, what an unbelievable coaching genius performance this was last night let me kind of go the other way I thought that if the Bills 
were able to punch the ball in. And let's face it, they had two goal-to-go situations, or two times in the red zone, let me be more accurate. Two times in the red zone down the stretch, they came away with zero points. And I texted you, Jeff. I texted, uh, I was responding to Wishnev on stuff. And I'm saying, if Buffalo wins this game 17-14, to let's go back to the second quarter. The second quarter where the wind was behind the Patriots and they decided to still do this run heavy, run all the time, forget run heavy, run every single play offense, even to the point where they had the ball with less than two minutes left in the half, they got a 20-yard run to start their last drive under two minutes, and Belichick still decided to figuratively punt on that drive, figuratively and then literally at the end, which made no sense either, but to figuratively punt on that drive, and if they had lost by one score, I would have pointed to that as, Belichick's the reason. By the way, Sean McDermott's quote at the end of the game, and I'm not sure we're saying the same things for the same reasons because we'll flush out to how I think Belichick benefited from just having a worse coach on the other side or, or a guy who coached a worse game on the other side of the field. But Sean McDermott's quote, let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. Like I said, Sean McDermott and me might have different reasons, but I, I would say the same thing ultimately. So I think he gets away with it more than he does successfully get a result that proves the genius. Let's bring in Drew Densick. First opportunity to let the hate wash over me for that. And I'm not trying to be provocative, Drew. I'm just saying that's how I saw that game, and it worked out for the Patriots. But I'm not looking back at that and saying, oh, boy, that was just pure football genius. I just think he got bailed out by his defense. That's your presumptive coach of the year, Gil. (laughs) I mean, I don't don't know know that that's true either, by the way. Do you I think I, there's someone else in oh, the I do. that uh, I do. I, I, I think there's I think there's Mike Vrabel who's out there who could right. still I mean there's a lot of runway still for coach of the year. Yeah, I I uh, understand your points and I tend to agree with you and I did get a hearty um belly laugh when I read the Sean McDermott quote at the end of the game because yes. I interpreted that as hey, I deserve a little credit for being Correct. a worse coach in that game. Yes. Don't give Belichick all this credit for winning because so you know, I. there were two there were two two people in that match and I I really uh doinked it. So, you know, it's it's a uh, it was I don't, I don't disagree with your general sentiment. And in fact, the moment that I thought speaks the most clearly to Belichick kind of in-game decision-making that was poor um, was when they had the wind at their back. They're at the goal line. They, you know, they, they score a touchdown there. Game is over. Uh, And he telegraphed the run early and they lose yards. They telegraph the run again. They lose Mm -hmm. more yards. And then on third down, they don't even make an attempt at the end zone. They run it again. And it was like, all right, we get it. Like you're just going to try to make a joke out of this game and see if you can win with one hand tied your hand behind your back, I guess. hundred like, percent. Seems that seems silly. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, maybe you should play to win. I don't know. Um, but it was like, he was getting too cute in that moment. And I don't know if that was Belichick or McDaniels or what. Um, but uh, you know, they were drinking their own Kool-Aid in terms of how easily they were winning in the run game. And when the field got shorter uh, and it was pretty clear that the, you know, the defense got to reset at the, at the uh, quarter break, um, the fact that they didn't then pivot and go with a, uh, a little bit, you know, you know, misdirection at least uh, to try to get seven points instead of three, I thought was a huge mistake and it kept the bills in the game. And, you know, bills make a play late in that game. They probably win. So uh, that was a coin flip. Yeah, no, totally. That's right. That sequence in the second half, also the one that you described, that was another one. But that second quarter to me stands out because, and and there's a lot of underbetters, right, who are like, oh, the game was so under 24. I mean, that was the easiest bet in the world. Yeah, I would argue it was going to soar over in the second quarter if Belichick had played the conditions as I thought he would. Like the first quarter, I was on primetime last night screaming, oh, boy, Bill's got to take advantage of this. They, They have the win behind them. I, I was even saying to the point, maybe even Sean McDermott should use his timeouts at the end of the first oh, quarter you were correct. to preserve that side of the field. He didn't do that, right? And then when Belichick got the ball and they were, you know, that, that, uh, the, the punt that bounced off the face mask of uh, Inkeel Harry, that was like a game-changing event because it was a, at, the Patriots were up 8 to nothing on the wrong side of the field, right? It could have been this blowout. But when Belichick decided to just run, like you said, almost to prove a point in the second quarter, you know, with one hand tied behind his back, I was like, well, now it's going to go under, but it, it probably shouldn't have. Yeah, no, the first half under was uh, a gift, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Um, and, yeah, the 
your points about yeah if you want to give equal equal uh you know kind of coverage here to yes. the coaching mistake Let's. uh McDermott in the first quarter with zero urgency was mind meltingly stupid um you know it, it really just a total lack of you know what was going on in the game and you know what it was going to take to get oh you know get this done, um, you know, the letting the time tick off, you know, really uh, not taking advantage of when they had the wind, I thought was a uh, was pretty aggressive, egregious, especially because his kicker was a, you know, his kicker in the pregame was hitting 70 yard field goals for crying out loud, like literally just use a little bit of urgency, try to get a couple of extra shots at uh, at some points in this one, um, you know, giving up the, a short field to the Patriots wasn't going to be uh, as big of a deal, especially because their punter was kicking 15 yard punts anyway. So I, that was that was was a, a huge mistake. And I didn't really think Belichick did uh, a masterful job in game of utilizing his time with the wind at his back either. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a weird poorly coached game on both sides. I thought, and uh, really uh you know, McDermott not really having his team prepared for what to expect in that game was surprising. I couldn't uh, agree he's, more. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been good <laughs> over the balance of his career. He's had his guys up for those games and uh, they were not up yesterday. And the defense really got getting pushed around like that in the running game was, um, you know, wasn't a surprise. Like I think the defense for both of these teams is a hair overrated. Uh, and in a game, you know, if they replay this game in a dome or in perfect conditions, it's probably like uh, one of my favorite overs of the week type of situations. But um, yeah, the, the wind and the weather made that a fun, wild, weird game yesterday. And Belichick comes out the victor because his team, and his offensive line really won the day. And I don't know what else you could say besides that. Uh, and yeah, 100%. yeah, criticism, criticism of both coaches is completely fair. And McDermott gets uh, the lion's share of that. So, you know, congratulations, McDermott. You wanted it. You got it. Yes, <laughs> it's right. You couldn't stop the run with eight or nine in the box. I mean, what does this say about the Bills, right? We, who we already called a fraud, right? We've been doing it for a few weeks now, but couldn't stop the run with eight or nine in the box, knew it was coming, kept knowing it was coming, couldn't do anything about it. It was like a Rigo drill in the 80s for Washington and for the Patriots. Couldn't do anything yeah. about that. Really couldn't generate anything. Like, the fact that they didn't call more Josh Allen runs in this game was shocking <sighs> to me. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Isn't that your best play? That yeah, was fascinating. Yeah. And and even with all this said, Josh Allen, I thought played a pretty good game. Yeah. Like you know, Diggs dropped an easy touchdown uh, going, you know, with uh, just a beautifully drawn up play beats his man, you know, clear free in the end zone, hits him off the forearm. No, no, no catch uh, docs. I think no, yeah, Dawson Knox dropped one in the end zone as well. That would have been uh, a pretty meaningful, you know, the defender made it a play on that, on that particular attempt. But uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen found some guys open in that game. They just couldn't make catches. Um, and you know, it's, it, it's it is crazy how overrated potentially the Bills are at this point. Uh, they haven't won back-to-back games since um, October. Uh, they have played a very very easy schedule in terms of opposing offenses, opposing quarterbacks, and yet they sit here at seven and five. Um, this defense really has absolutely you know they've played three difficult you know, th- three competent rushing offenses now in New England, Indianapolis, and Tennessee, and they have gotten absolutely run over in all three spots. Uh, and, you know, if you think of playoff football and you think of, you know, the elevation of, uh, you know, of, of uh, the rushing attack and defense and how much more important it is when the, uh, you know, teams are equally matched, the Bills are in deep trouble in the playoffs. Deep, deep trouble, it would appear. We'll come back. Week 14 picks from Drew. What he's already got in the account, what he's waiting to hear. So a lot, a few of these games, at least, are like, is this guy playing or not? That would sort of determine your whole handicap. Drew Densick from NBC Sports, Bet the Edge, and of course the Deep Dive Podcast. Coming back, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Gil Alexander, Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast, which he does with Sarah Perlman. Also, the Deep Dive podcast, Dinsick Classic, which he does with uh, his buddy Andy Molitor. I want to get to your picks, but I, there's, I, there was so much I still wanted to say about this game. I just want to do one more point on each side. And this one is triggered because I, I meant to ask you this, but it's triggered by a couple bets, or at least remind, I'm reminded of it by a couple tweets, rather, I should say. Um, one... This is from Jason H. 11, who says, uh, how does last night's game impact offensive rookie of the year for Mac Jones? Would voters look negatively at the three pass attempts or does the weather and game plan give him a pass? That's one. And then this is from Todd Morningfell. Is Mac Jones navigating through the land hurricane conditions to steer his team to a number one seed? How does my 70 to one MVP ticket look? And I'm just sort of 222 rushing yards for the Patriots. I'm just sort of laughing at both of these, not at, at folks, but it's just so funny how people have different takes on what we saw last night. My question to you would be, first of all, MVP, forget about it. Rookie of the year, he's still probably good, would be my take. But do you think part of that last night was that Belichick doesn't completely trust Mac Jones? Well, I think he didn't want to, I, I, is it completely trusting him or is it, he just, he didn't want to find out. He didn't want to find out what would happen. He didn't want to know, right? Like he didn't know Mac Jones was going to let him down if he had asked him to uh, win that game. Um, But he didn't want to know that he couldn't. And he didn't want Mac Jones to think that he couldn't just in case this comes back around next time they play the bills or, uh, and, or in the playoffs in sort of a similar type of game state. Like he didn't want to plant the seed that Jones doesn't have it yet. I think that was part of it. And uh, so he's protecting him, um, you know, to a degree. Um, And then I think once the running game was as successful as it was, even once it was completely telegraphed, then they sort of kind of were, were, you know, a little bit uh, high on their own supply. Yes. uh, You know, (laughs) oh, oh, this is working so well. We are demoralizing them. We will continue to win without passing. And it it had all of those whiffs. But ultimately, um, you know, if you look at the Patriots globally, right, they are now better than 40 percent chance to get the one seed in the AFC. And that is their entire path to getting to the Super Bowl. Um, Mac Jones is not going on the road and winning three games out of the wild card. I'm sorry. As as composed as he has been, as much as he has exceeded expectations this season, he is not winning three road games in the playoffs. It's not happening. So everything about getting to uh, the Super Bowl for this team really relies on getting the bye, you know, basically, you know, forcing all of these other AFC uh, teams that are on a relatively flat level, forcing 
forcing them all to play each other uh, in the you know, wild card weekend, um, hoping the likes of the Chiefs and the Ravens don't make it into you know the the second round there. Um, and then uh, everybody's got to come through Foxborough. You just got to win two games at home with your defense playing this well. I don't think that's crazy. So um, you know, I think they have a pretty clear uh, you know vision in terms of you know what it's going to take for them to get to the Super Bowl, which uh, all of a sudden seems uh, like a very real possibility. That's my whole Titans bet too. Was getting the number one seed, getting Derrick Henry back. Same thing, two home games. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the it's the path. That's the bet, in other words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last thing, because I could do two hours on this game, but the last thing before we get to your picks, <laughs> the last thing, and this has nothing to do with anything quantifiable. But did you catch the post game press conference? Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer were asked a question by our, uh, an intrepid reporter who was <laughs> who said, "You guys embarrassed." By uh, the fact that you weren't able to stop the run, I think he specifically said, but it just embarrassed was that was the word that triggered these two guys, and they got sure. they got really defensive, no pun intended, about yeah. it. And I guess the question to you is, I, it's not a quantifiable thing, but like even something like that, physically they got beat up on the field, and then mentally are they kind of soft too with with getting all bent out of shape about that question? Perfectly reasonable question. Yeah, no, I, a perfectly reasonable question. It was asked in an inflammatory way, which kind of ob- obviously gets the response and gets the headlines now because of that. But um, this is now two weeks, two, you know, two, twice in three weeks that you've gotten absolutely physically mauled. And it's the month of December. Uh, you know, this you're out of time to fix this. <laughs> so I think it was a fair question ultimately. And uh, you know, the fact that currently the Buffalo Bills defense grades is the second best in the NFL, that is entirely a reflection of the fact they have played the easiest schedule. Period. End of story. This team is not going to be able to hold teams down yeah. in the playoffs. When the going gets tougher and they're playing legit opposition, particularly legit opposition like the, you know, an offense like the Colts that can out physical them, they are in deep trouble and they know it. And if they are, if they are uh, cognitively dissonant from that reality, then they are going to face a, a very tough, uh, a very tough test in wild card round of the playoffs. All right, my friend, week 14, what have you bet? Ooh, I have a couple sides in play. I haven't hit any of the totals yet, really. Um, but uh, obvious one that stands out is the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are, you know, this is the spot that I think I've been looking forward to for going on three months now. <laughs> Ravens had to go play against Pittsburgh Steelers uh, while the Cleveland Browns got a bye. Uh, you know, Browns obviously were very competitive in that Sunday night football game that they somehow lost despite getting four interceptions of Lamar Jackson. And now uh, they take on a Baltimore team that not only are they equal to, but is now without Marlon Humphrey. I don't know how the Baltimore Ravens are going to play pass defense in this spot. Um, and, you know, and again, in, 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 a, in a perfect world, this is a Case Keenum game, not a Baker Mayfield game for my Browns bet and for my Browns glimmer of hope that they still somehow can force their nose into this playoff picture here. Um, Baker Mayfield, obviously not right physically, not playing anywhere close to the level that he needs to be to be able to get this team to, uh, you know, a, what a, a 11-6 record uh, if he can sweep these uh, last five games here. Um, but ultimately, this is still a, a very, very good spot for them. And uh, if I'm a Baltimore Ravens, if I'm in that, if I'm in that uh, organization, I'm looking at my schedule down the stretch here. I'm looking at the state of my team and I'm very concerned about even making the playoff field. Um, the Ravens have played offense at a bottom uh, five level now uh, going on about uh, a month. That is not going to be an acceptable uh, you know, level to bring into a game against the Cleveland defense that's starting to really peak and it is perfectly healthy. So um, great spot for Cleveland to try to save their season here. Uh, and really uh, all the warning signs are blaring about Baltimore missing this playoffs. Browns, the play, 12 teams in the AFC. Once again, 12 of the 16 AFC teams all have four, five, or six losses. Ravens 8-4, and four, Browns 6-6 six and six coming off the bye. What was the second one? I like the uh, Falcons against the Carolina Panthers. I think the Falcons are out right in this spot. I don't. I really thought that the the Carolina firing Joe Brady uh, oh. during the games on Sunday was a weird move. What weird, weird, was weird that? Move. We talked then, about it on guessing lines yesterday. It, it felt so mean. Weird. It felt not just not just mean, but uh, um, c- c- all conf- confusing. Right? Like th- yeah. Like you like you you thought that the problem with this team was the way that the offense was being coordinated. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) You you have quarterbacks that can't make 
make 15 yard passes. Like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Like there's that, that was an absolute shocker. And then the quotes from Matt rule after the fact suggest he does not really have a strong concept at all in terms of how to run this team. Uh, and then they're taking on an Atlanta team that has actually been playing somewhat better defense of late. Um, I think that this Carolina Panthers are going to struggle to score here. And if, if Matt Ryan can at least give you a clean game and, and limit the turnovers, then I think the Falcons win either way. Plus three is a fair play for me. So uh, grab some Falcons plus three, got a little money line. Yeah. Uh, yesterday on guessing lines, this is one of the ones I love Falcons plus three, not because I adore the Falcons, but because I just didn't think the Panthers should be laying three in this game. So give me the, <laughs> give me the Falcons. And uh, I, I, I too also thought that the Joe Brady thing was one of the oddest, poorly, yeah. like strangely timed, you even said it, strangely conceived. Let's just forget about that part, right? Like it, like the fact that he's the problem. Um, he will have a line of people waiting up to hire him. But to, just the notion that they let the LSU job and all the other college coaches, big-time jobs get filled, and then they fire him. It, it almost like you almost think, think to yourself, did Joe Brady do something to them that we're not aware <laughs> of? Because that's the only explanation for this in the end. It's it just very... I very weird. realistically, it sounds like Matt Rule has a concept for offense that's minus EV, and Joe Brady was trying Correct. to force plus EV stuff. And Matt Rule's enough is enough. We're going to do it my way. So and that yeah, okay. That if, came, I'm hopeful. I hope I would love to see it. That came uh, out, especially as Atlanta as Atlanta ticket holder. That came out at the end, right? Which is which is sort of like the though the reason was is that it, they intimated they wanted to run the ball more, and Joe Brady didn't follow through on that. So okay, um, all right. <laughs> All right, Pete Carroll Jr. By the way, only three games in the uh, NBA tonight. You have a play on any of them as we go out? Yeah, I played the Knicks tonight. That's my favorite side. You have a tough, tough spot here for San Antonio. San Antonio was pulling off. Uh, I, and again, I loving, love the Spurs of late. Uh, backed them on the money line three straight times. They win, win, win. Uh, got them uh, with the plus eight last night home. Uh, now it's time to turn the tables. New York is the rested team. San Antonio is starting to run out of gas a bit here. New York, a much, much better bench here than the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, I think the Knicks head into the uh, into the Alamo and uh, come come away with a win. All right, Browns, Falcons, and tonight the Knickerbockers in the NBA yeah. laying the uh, two and a half is what that looks like right now. Drew, thank you as always at whale underscore capper. Bet the edge, deep dive. Say hello to Andy for us as well. Thank you, sir. Hey, you bet it. Best of luck today, guys. Drew Dinsick, everybody. Um, once again, at whale underscore capper. Always fun to uh, start our Tuesdays talking football and basketball with him. We'll come back. Jeff and I on college football next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, predictions, and more to help you make your best bets. This guide is designed to give you an edge, whether you're betting on every game, playing contest, or just want to find a few key high value props. The guide will drop December 13th. That's how we know we're cool because we say it's going to drop, Jeff, six days from now. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who hosts a show on the weekend called uh, Bet Center with the uh, name Jeff Parles. Again, he does this sort of, uh, you know, secret identity thing. Does it Saturdays for four hours. What time on Saturday? Won't be this week. I'm not going to be here this oh, weekend, which uh, you'll have producer... Uh, what what are we uh, call, calling Stephen Bond? Will be will be in for me uh, starting. Oh Thursday. yeah, no, you got to be here for three months to be an actual producer. Oh okay, yeah. so uh, this fill in for eight for uh, Stephen Bond uh, a few days, uh, but uh, usually nine to uh, nine p.m. to one a.m. Uh, Saturday into Sunday East Coast time. Uh, myself and Ben Wilson on Bet Center. I'll be back a week from Saturday. Okay, there you go. So uh, we just talked about the betting guide coming out in six days. Um, used to have fun on the Beating the Book podcast doing previews of every single college football bowl game back in the day. Preston and I used to do it at one point together, uh, Preston Johnson and I, and uh, we did it for years and years. So 41 bowl games. The biggest movers thus far, Jeff, and I want to get your uh, your thoughts on these. Uh, let's start with, always with the now, now we have 41 games you got to scroll through, Western Michigan. Um, was a big dog to Nevada. Now Western Michigan, just a one-point dog. We're in a pick with Nevada. So big move on Western Michigan. You agree with that move? Well, Jay Norvell took uh, the Colorado State job, so he is no longer coaching Nevada. 
Uh, Carson Strong probably not going to play in the game as he gets ready for an NFL career. Uh, so, uh, yes, that move is justified. That went from uh, a possible Western Michigan bet to absolutely no bet on this. <laughs> All right. West Virginia has taken in some money. Minnesota was a six and a half point opening favorite in that one. Now it's three and a half or four. So a little money on the Mountaineers here. Surprised by that move at all. I don't like either of these teams. I I, I think Minnesota, I, I like Flack. I think he's a good coach. Uh, Neil Brown has had a very weird start to that tenure in Morgantown. I, at least they're in a bowl again. It looked like they were going to miss a bowl for a while this year. But I, I, that's if you made me bet that game, I would look to bet that game under the 44 and a half. But uh, I I, I'm going to stay off of that. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. I guess Sam Howell's playing here. This went from five and a half through the seven to seven and a half. I see some nines even out there, but this is generally from five and a half through the seven to seven and a half. We're showing eight here on the screen. That makes sense, right? Yes, 100%. Uh, I Look, South Carolina was one of the biggest overachievers this year in college football. I thought they were going to win three games. They won six. Uh, Shane Beamer did a tremendous job to get that team to a bowl with Really, uh, just a questionable quarterbacking situation the entire year. But, look, uh, the only problem is, do you really want to lay points with a team that you know is completely unreliable in North Carolina? I do and, not. And also, look, maybe when this gets closer to the game, maybe Sam Howell is like, you know what? Is it really worth me playing in this game since I'm probably going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft? I'm telling you, it's the, uh, it's the Fournette-McCaffrey wave, right? The year that Leonard Fournette did it with LSU and Christian McCaffrey did it at Stanford, people were uh, clutching their pearls. They were horrified that the, the, these big-time players would sit out bowl games. At the time, it was so revolutionary. And our response at the time was, I can't believe this hasn't happened for years. And now it's become the thing to do. Thibodeau already bowing out of the Oregon game because, of course, he should. By the way, did you think when you were watching that Pac-12 championship that he should be the number one pick in the draft? I didn't. At all. O o Oregon kind of just forgot how to play football in the two games against Utah. And for your efforts, Mario Cristobal, <laughs> enjoy this multi-million, bajillion-dollar contract in Miami. $85 million to live in Miami, not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, Purdue was a three-point favorite, called a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Tennessee. Now Tennessee is a field goal favorite. Very intriguing football game, actually. You have two offenses that are obviously a whole lot of fun. Uh Hooker, when he has played quarterback for Tennessee, that has been a an explosive offense. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, obviously, has played pretty well. And David Bell is probably going to win the Blitnikoff Award as the best wide receiver in the country. Really intriguing game. I would probably take with Purdue. That's probably what I would do here. And then here's the other one that moved. Texas A&M was a four-and-a-half-point opening favorite against the high-flying offense that is Wake Forest and the no defense that is Wake Forest. Now it's six or six and a half in favor of the Aggies. I get that move. I can see this getting to seven before it has resistance. Yeah, I look, it's not like A&M's offense is any good, but Wake Forest has shown no ability to stop anyone that's somewhat capable this year, Gil. I mean, if Clemson could put basically 40 on him, what is A&M going to do? So I, I, I agree with you. That, would, that move makes a whole lot of sense. I laid, those are the biggest movers, as far as the two uh, national semis, which, of course, come New Year's Eve, Jeff. Oh, who doesn't love that? I'm being facetious. If you're on the East Coast, we've had these New Year's Eve situations. The Rose Bowl controls everything, right, in terms of when they're scheduled. We've had these New Year's Eve semis before. If you're on the East Coast, the second of these national semis is the one where by halftime, your wife or your girlfriend is screaming from the other room, we have to go. It's just such horrible scheduling. And we were talking about on primetime last night about this last night. Like, we, we do this for a living. And even we, like on New Year's Eve, would rather not have the football conflict. We're like, hey, we kind of just want to. Anyway, that's what it is for the, to the two national semis. I laid the 13 and a half with Alabama. I took the points with Michigan. Where do you stand on those two games? Uh, you and I are in agreement on both. Uh, I just... I just don't know how Cincinnati is going to be realistically able to stay in this game because it is obviously Alabama's offense. If Alabama's offense plays like they did on Saturday against Georgia, no one's beating them because that is that that looked like a vintage Saban 
recent Alabama offense on Saturday against Georgia. I, I just don't see how Cincinnati stays in. The other semifinal is the one where I think you and I are going to disagree with a lot of the a lot of the herd on this one, because Georgia in the end, their best win ended up being Kentucky. Yes, and Kentucky's a solid football team, but they're nowhere near as good as Michigan is, obviously. And Michigan is kind of all because of one bad quarter and a half against Michigan State. The well has almost been soured on them because they played one bad 20-minute stretch against a team that has, when they were right, has an explosive offense. One sort of bad, inexplicable 20 minutes, too. Like, all it just came out of nowhere. It totally. They, they were yeah. dominating that game until yeah. they just forgot. Really, that was the point. Really, the point that flopped that game was putting McCarthy in, and they tried to get cued in the fumble that set up the short field in that game. But, Gil, Michigan is every bit the second-best team in the country, if not the best team in the country. The big question will be, will they be able to handle Georgia's front seven well enough to be able to inflict their will like they did against Ohio State, who is probably the closest team athletic-wise that Michigan has played all year? I'm going to take – there's still some eight out there. I would very happily take eight and – I think maybe I'm probably going to bet Michigan on the money line, too. I think they have a great chance to win this game. I'm just not sure how Georgia is going to move the football. Yeah, I laid the 13.5 with Alabama. I took the 7.5. Have not money lined it yet, but may very well on Michigan by by the end here. The, Stetson Bennett's not going to beat you. I'm pretty sure about that. The, the other point you made about Georgia there with the schedule, Jeff, I think is also why there was a small but vocal minority here when Georgia was knocked down to three. There were some people who were saying – Hey, like Notre Dame shouldn't leapfrog Georgia. Like Georgia's beaten nobody in the end, kind of murmur, but that never came to fruition. Obviously, never was close to coming to fruition. Yes. The problem with that is Notre Dame beat no one too. <laughs> yeah, but but they made the case that they they beat a slightly better schedule. I don't know if that's true either. The the um, what was the other point I wanted to make here? Well, what? Well, let me just ask this while I remember that. Besides these two games. Besides the ones we mentioned, what's your favorite bowl game, betting-wise, right now, as you look at all the numbers? So the one that I'm gravitating towards the most is actually Notre Dame. Speak of the devil, Notre Dame. That's the consensus answer to that question. Yeah, that look, scares look, me. I under well, we all know how that one can go every once in a while. But look, because everybody's riding the Marcus Freeman, they love their coach wave. Well, here's the other thing too, Oklahoma State. As good as that defense was for most of the year, and they were great in the second half against Baylor, the offense just couldn't do anything uh, to, to win that game. I'm not, I don't know how Oklahoma State's going to score in this game. So I like the under here. I like Notre Dame laying the two and a half. Uh, that is, of course, a New Year's Six game, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, uh, and that one. And then the one other one I like, Gil, the one other one I like. NC State and UCLA over 60 because hmm. the way that NC State has played this year, that offense is going to be able to move the ball on UCLA. This is just more of a question. Can we get point, enough points from UCLA to get this game over? But I do like that over 60. Tell me the truth. Were you surprised that Desmond Jackson couldn't get around that corner for Oklahoma State? Yeah, I was. Unbelievable play by the Baylor linebacker. It was amazing. I just remember that other question. We'll ask that after the break about Cincinnati and Alabama. And Dan Bespers on the NBA next. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college basketball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. That's a three-pointer behind the arc, by the way. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college hoops like never before with BetMGM all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the game, you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at BD the Book. All uh, commenting on stuff we've talked about already this hour. Bruce uh, Bruce Dobigan. The entire source of Brady's firing, talking about Joe Brady, is the attention hog owner Tepper. The Newton thing collapsed, and he demanded panic. <laughs> I demand panic. I love that. Richard Palma, all-timer. Drew, using cognitive dissonance, hits for 1,001. Drew had a few of those. He had a cognitive dissonance this morning. He also had uh, high on your supply. That was a solid segment. Uh, this is from Forrest Lehman. Remember the Big Ten admitted multiple pad calls after the fact in the Michigan State loss. Agree on Michigan plus the points. Uh, let's do, 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 do. Oh, Vincent Zuardo is the free square on guessing the lines bingo. Katie bar the door. <laughs> yes, play guessing lines bingo. That would be the one of the free squares. Uh, Jeff, before we get to Dano and talk NBA, the one other college football thing, when we're talking about Cincinnati, Alabama, you and I both agree on Alabama. I laid the 13 and a half. However, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Cincinnati played Georgia very well in their bowl game last year, right? Similar circumstance, not national semi, obviously, but Cincinnati, big dog there. You figured, oh, well, they're going to be matched by the SEC team. And Kirby Smart did his thing in game to sort of help out. But I guess that would be the counter is like, okay, well, they showed up for that game. They couldn't make this closer than 13 and a half against Bama. How invested was Georgia in that game last year, though? Probably I mean, not. I mean, that's, that, that's the big counter to that. It was a non-playoff game for an SEC team and a huge deal for Cincinnati trying to beat an SEC team in a, in a, uh, in a New Year's Six. So I, I don't take much from that last year in what was, handicapping this. What was the decision that was texting everybody what Kirby did on this in this pass game to where I can't remember what it was now, but it was like I think at the end of the third quarter. I'll look at it. I was like, there's Kirby Smart. So I'm almost thinking about within game with him. Or, or in-game decision-making. Let's talk some NBA. Let's bring him in from the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, hoop-ball.com, the greatest audio in the business, ladies and gentlemen, with video as well. It's Dan Bespris. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, video. I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I brought the whole situation down by adding video to it. it no. So this mysterious good audio, and now it's like, oh, it's that guy? What's the uh, minor league base? <laughs> it's that guy. What's the minor league baseball hat today? What do we got? Visalia. So this, this is a Visalia rawhide. Yes. Hat. Um, I have this one is this is a softer hat. I like this one because you know first thing in the morning you don't really want something re- grooving your head like that. So I went with a nice soft Visalia rawhide today. <laughs> one of one of the times that I drove from San Francisco to Vegas during the pandemic, I I went a all sort of alternate route, and I. Went through Visalia, and I was like, oh, where's Dan? I feel Dan Bespris somewhere around me. Where is he? <laughs> the only, your, only connection I had. Your Spidey sense was tingling. Yeah. yeah. 
It's um. So you took the 99, basically, is is what I'm hearing. It's um. Yes, that's correct. Actually, I did. Actually, my city is kind of a cute little town. I I don't want to knock it. it. It's it's kind of an adorable little place, and they've done good things with their minor league ball club, and I have a few of their silly hats. So that all worked out for all of us. All right, I like it. All right, so let's we're, we're a little more than a quarter of the way through the NBA regular season. So it gives us it gives us a moment to sort of check down and ask some macro questions. One of which is let's let's go through this. The Eastern Conference Finals will be the Brooklyn Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks. Agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah. Oh. Uh, although I, I have, I've been less impressed. I know they're they're in first place right now, but there's something about the Nets that I haven't been fully impressed by. Are you feeling that same yes. pull? Yes. Like it, they've just been sort of barely getting over the hump with most of these teams, and then the Bulls came back and they were like, "Hey, we have guys that can hit shots at the end of a game too, and beat them." But there aren't that many teams that can do that, and so the Nets have been able to pile up 16 wins so far. But it does feel like uh, the Bulls are just one tiny click below, and that could change because the more we hear, and I don't want to make this segment about vaccination, but it really does sound like Kyrie's not playing this year right now. <laughs> no, make it about vaccination, Dan. That's what we all want. That's what we all want to talk about. <laughs> That's what everybody wants. Yes, right? vaccination <laughs> radio with Dan Bespers. But just from like a predictive standpoint, yeah. I thought Kyrie would be playing by around the new year, January, something like that, when the season started. I don't think that anymore. And so I don't know with the way the Bucks are now kind of waking up from the finals hangover. It feels like they're on a path again. And then what if anything happens? James Harden's hamstring hasn't been great for two years. KD looks incredible, but he did have a pretty big injury before looking so incredible. Uh, Injuries are a part of the game. It could happen to the Bucks just as quickly. But it does feel like there's a way the Nets might not make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, so here was the so here was the follow-up question to that, which is, okay, if you agree that it's the Nets and the Bucks, and I agree with you about Kyrie, I don't think he's playing, which, again, 45-year-old Kyrie Irving, if he's given truth serum, he will tell you, yeah, I probably shouldn't have uh, wasted a year of my prime with that stance. But, okay, maybe we'll see. Maybe he doesn't feel that way because he's a different kind of dude. But, okay, if it's the Bucks and the Suns, the, the following phrases with apologies to the Bulls, right, who are the only other team whose record yeah. stands out right now. Because everybody else in the Eastern Conference, with the exception of, I guess, was it the Pistons in the bottom and the Magic, everybody else is in this massive scrum of teams right now. But if, if I ask you the question, what's the one team that would poke a hole in that Eastern Conference final matchup, would you say it's the Bulls or is there somebody else? Yeah, it's the Bulls. I, and I know we're we're taking the easy path here because it's the three teams that have a clearly better record than everybody else in the East. Uh, but Miami with the with the Adebayo injury stuff, even before uh, the hand and elbow things that were going on, he was dealing with a sore knee. That to me kind of takes Miami out of it. They need him to be at max power. I don't I don't really think Kyle Lowry put them over the top to be that team. It felt like everything we saw with the Heat was kind of bubble related last year. Uh, and then the Celtics and Sixers are possibilities, depending on how this whole Ben Simmons thing shakes out. Maybe there's a way they could poke a hole in it because the Sixers with Embiid are always going to have a thing they can do that no one else in the NBA can do. He is a unique player. Nobody else has that skill set. Nobody else can run an offense the way that they can because of Embiid. If they somehow get a good haul back and it's pieces that fit together, the Sixers maybe are the other one besides the Bulls that could potentially poke a hole in it. Okay. Let's do the same exercise in the Western Conference. It's the Suns and the Warriors. They're both 20 and 4. By the way, those records are on pace to each win 68 games, 68 and 14, which is just, you know, absolutely off the charts. The all-time record being a 73-win Golden State season, famously, uh, from the past decade. The Warriors and the Suns are going to meet in the Western Conference final. Poke a hole in that for me. If it's not them, who is it? Mm, well, you're gonna you're gonna hate this. It's the Lakers. No, it's not. If they figure it out, stop if, it. If they figure it out. It's if they figure it out. But I, on my podcast in August, I said the Lakers will be 13 and 12 after their first 25 games, and people are going to be freaking out. We saw it last year with your Wizards, Gil. When Russ starts to figure out where his place is with a team, things do fall into place. I think Kendrick Nunn is actually going to be more important for this club than people are uh, expecting. They turned over an entire roster. So the fact that they're even at 500 is actually not that terrible. And LeBron's missed about half of these games so far. 
the Lakers are the team that could poke a hole in it because they have that star power. If they figure it out, I'm not saying they will. It's a similar situation to what we're talking about with Philadelphia, where a lot of things have to fall into the right spot, but they have the personnel to guys that can just kind of go crazy on a given night. They could poke a hole in that Western Conference Finals. And plus, depending on where teams end up here, now, right now, obviously, Warriors and Suns are 1-2, so they wouldn't be playing each other in the Finals. But if anything flips there, and you find one of those clubs on the same side of the bracket as the other one, that's how that can screw up that path also. Those two teams are just head and shoulders to me above everybody else. I just don't think the Lakers can turn the, turn, you know, just press a button and turn it on, but we'll see. We'll see. There's certainly enough runway for them to figure it out at this point. Uh, only three games in the NBA tonight, Dano. A play on any of them? Yeah, we were kind of hoping there might be a Wednesday line out by the time we talked yeah. this morning, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't pan out. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, I have no idea how they're laying points to decent teams right now because I want to make sure people know I'm not completely insane. That line seems nuts. Uh, the Lakers are not... I mean, this line suggests that these two teams are basically even on a neutral site. I don't feel like that's the case right now, uh, which makes me nervous, frankly, that I'm missing something in this game that I should have picked up on. I don't know how you lay points with the Lakers against a half-decent team. I'm not making a play on this game because I do feel like something weird is going on where, you know, this is the game where they wake up. It's it's kind of a marquee matchup. Uh, but to me, this one would be Celtics or nothing. And I like the way the Spurs are playing. I'd be more inclined to actually make a play on San Antonio than anybody else on the board. Oh, wow. Oppo withdrew from earlier on that one. Okay, Dano, uh, always appreciated. Dan Bespris, everybody, at Dan Bespris, B-E-S-B-R-I-S on Twitter. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Gil. Dano, the best of the biz, best audio. Come back, NFL with Jeff and I. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.